welcome to We're Out of Weedabix, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 7, Revelations. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about plot and characters. So, spoilers about for this episode. Every episode before it or after it, probably the comics and any other TV show or movie we want to talk about. If the apocalypse comes, beat me. We have the glove. And with the glove comes the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do? We do. Do what? Remind us of the glove. It's time again for our show that we do, mostly weekly. My name's Kelly. I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Stacia, say hello. Hello. Tia, say hello. Hello. And and we're we're here to talk about revelations. Are you guys so excited? I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm real excited too. It's gonna be great. Revelations sounds like it should be a much cooler episode than it is. Absolutely. I mean, I guess the the revelation is the one about Angel, right? That's it. Or it's our revelation that this episode sucks. Is or it's it? the revelation that Watchers can be evil. Is it also a biblical thing? Is that a yeah. part of the Bible, Revelations? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, I don't think Who that, cares? Uh, I don't think right. that's... Uh, Sounds maybe Bob Dylan wrote a song about it, because that's all he cares about, is Revelations. <laughs> all right. Originally aired on November 17th, 1998, written by Doug Petrie, and this is actually the first of the series for him, um, although he did write Harriet the Spy, starring none other than Michelle Trachtenberg, True Calling, starring none other than Elijah Dushku, and uh, Clarissa, episodes of Clarissa Explains It All, which is really fun, and there are no Buffy alum on there, but he did that anyway. Uh, he's going to write a total of 16 more episodes, including uh, my favorites, Yoko Factor, Fool for Love, and Checkpoint, uh, which he co- co-writes with Jane Espenson, as we learned a couple weeks ago, and two episodes of Angel, uh, directed by James A. Cotner, uh, Daniel's favorite Bewitched Father Bewilder. And uh, 17 more episodes of Buffy, including uh, Faith Open Trick a couple weeks ago. And 13 episodes of Angel. So that dude directs a lot of this show. Couple of firsts, except for not really a couple, just kind of one. Uh, Buffy Faith fight, first of that. And I think it's the first uh, meta mention of it being Tuesday. Just another Tuesday night. Uh, I know for sure they do it in Tabula Rasa. Must be Tuesday. And then uh, I think there's another possible episode, or maybe it's in Once More Feeling. Yeah, that's what it is, where she's like, Dawn's in trouble, must be Tuesday. Yeah, it's funny because that's the, the night that the show aired. It's a long joke. It is. Over a long amount of time. <laughs> well, it's an immediate joke because it's Tuesday night, you're watching it, and you're like, it's t- I get it, it's Tuesday. She said Tuesday. Wow. And it's Tuesday. It's like Buffy's talking to me. Or you, I guess, if you're watching it. <laughs> Only if you're watching it on a Tuesday. Well, that's past. when it aired. Oh, my gosh. A uh, little fun fact. The lightning effect from the Glove of Minigon was drawn frame by frame instead of being a CG effect, which is why it doesn't look like trash. It doesn't look like yeah. trash. I was going to say. <laughs> that was actually pretty so cool. So they did some old school Ghostbusters type of shit, rotoscopy stuff, um, at Joss Whedon's request, which, good call. Yeah, it was like, I saw that snake last week. <laughs> we got to stop with the computers, computers, guys. Immediately. <laughs> no more. <laughs> what am I letting you people do? The glove prop was created by Jason Barnett and Michael Pack, who worked on Babylon 5, and the knuckle plate of the glove was actually uh, used in Babylon 5 as part of the game Aliens in Babylon 5. I don't know. I don't know. Never seen the show. So, oh. It's really cool. It like, went into your skin. Mm-hmm. Like, that was yeah, pretty rad. Pretty intense. Yeah. It, was, it was a cool looking prop. I mean, it that's, was really sweet the coolest bad guy related thing of the episode because the rest of it's just the trash. Um, so what happened in this episode? A uh, new watcher comes to town and 
Uh, coincidentally, at the same exact time, a demon is looking for an all-powerful glove. Um, turns out the Watcher's not who she claims to be. She's actually a bad person. <laughs> she likes the dark arts. Gwendolyn Post misses. That's misses. How, that's how you introduce yourself. Gwendolyn Post misses. Uh, yeah, she wants the glove for herself. The demon Lagos was never in the running. She puts the glove on, attacks Buffy and co., Luckily, Buffy gets off the best shot that she'll ever have in the whole show. She takes a random shard of glass and <laughs> cuts off Gwendolyn Post's arm, which, of course, makes her explode. And, uh, oh, everyone found out that Angel's been alive and kicking since the beginning of the season, so they're a little pissed. But we get over it really fast, and that's it. Um, that's really all that happens. This episode doesn't move the, the, the plot along except for the Angel Revelation, which I guess is why it's called that. But again, with the plural, I don't know we can get away with that. Because Gwen Post wasn't around long enough for us to feel betrayed, you know? Well, at least I don't think so. No, she definitely wasn't. Yeah. And the same with Faith being super, super upset. It's not enough time to be super upset, girl. No, It was literally not. two days. So, and I... she's dead. Interesting lady. Can we kill her? I think the council might frown upon that. This episode, I remember it being terrible, but I don't hate it. Um, I hate it a lot less than I did. And I think it's because... The, the biggest thing for me is Faith. Um, I like Faith as a character, and I think this is really where we start to, to see who she is, is a little bit. Uh, and I definitely want to talk about this later. I'd like to get some just general thoughts about the episode from each of you real quick. Daniel, did you did you like the episode? No, I didn't like the episode. Great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this was... Uh, this is not one... It's not, it's not super bad, but it's not good. Right. Our standards have changed. Thankfully, mm-hmm. season two is long behind us. So at this point, you know, Dead Man's Party and Anne are kind of like the basement and this is better than those. So like it will be better. That's than exactly those. where I landed on it. Like I didn't hate the episode, but it, it's definitely right above Anne. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it also hurts. This is another one that does not benefit in a binge watching world where if this is your follow up to Band Candy, that sucks. Right. Because I, I particularly hate when, whenever the council's involved, Giles becomes just so deferential to them and just so cowed by what they want. And it's just such a contrast to Ripper from the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't ready for Ripperness to go away in such a way. Like he just disappeared into a little tiny shell. And he's so scared about being too American and not having the right books. And that's so Giles, but like, man, space it out a bit. Cause I'm so sad. Giles, you know, Ripper's gone. So that was a bummer. The fact is, there is talk in the council that you have become a bit too American. Me? Him? And I just hate the council in general and uh, want to know more about them, but we don't, and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, we don't actually get a lot with Checkpoint. There's uh, That's when the council actually comes in, in mass in, in season five. There's like f- four or five of them there. Yeah. Um, but we do have, uh, in this season, we get the episode that I can't remember the name of, of course, where uh, Buffy loses her powers because it's the council's uh, test. And we do get a little bit in there. I think Quentin Travers is actually in the episode. But yeah, the, the council remains so mysterious for so long. And even uh, into the, the seventh season, when it finally blows up, we never really knew much about them in the first place. Mm, I feel pretty similarly. It's not a good episode, but it's not actively hateable either. I just kind of forget about it yeah. in like the grand scheme of things. That's fair. Because, again, even even the, the big moment of the episode, which is finding the group finding out Angel's back, doesn't feel 
super dramatic. It's the only or, moment or... that's worth anything yeah. to me. I, like the fight was kind of fun. Like we haven't had a big fight like that. Usually they're very very quick, mm-hmm. uh, and all the bad bad guys have sucked this this season so far. And this does not change that. But at least the fight was like all right. You're at least devoting some time to it. They're probably episode one is the last time they really fought for an extended period of time that I can think of. Yeah, this is the first uh, Buffy and Faith fight, and it's we definitely had that that fight between Kendra and uh, and Buffy in season two. But this, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I love when Buffy and Faith fight. I think that they really are trying to fucking kill each other when they go at it, and that's even evidenced. I really like the touch in the very last scene of them both being bruised. Because it takes a lot to bruise a slayer because Buffy gets in fights all the time and we don't see her have any scrapes or scuffs. And Eliza Dushku's jaw is like fucked up. They did a good job with the makeup. They made her face look huge and, and swollen on the, her left side. And it's uh, I thought that was a really good testament to how much damage they're actually doing to each other. And we'll get a couple more fights between them. And that's uh, the fights are the, the weakest point of the whole show for me throughout the series because I don't care that much. But um, theirs are usually interesting to watch. Buffy and uh, Spikes are usually pretty interesting too. Um, I, like I said, I just kind of want to talk about faith. Eventually I just had to face up to my destiny as a loser magnet. So this episode, since there's not a whole lot to it, um, I kind of just want to talk about the characters, specifically Faith, and a little bit about Gwen Post, too. Um, I really enjoy Faith because, I mean, it's misplaced, but I think she's a really interesting character um, in that, even though it's kind of trite, uh, she just like has a lot of damage, and that was really interesting to me when I was a kid because I was feeling that way too like oh yeah being 15 is the worst and like life is awful and fuck everybody and um but seeing it as an adult I just feel for her I feel like she's a kid that got fucked over her mom was a drunk and uh, abusive it sounds like she's just had a slew of people come in her life that are either trying to take advantage of her or uh, abandon her when she needed them and she's got a lot of trust issues and and I feel a lot more like empathetic to her and I, I, I want to, I want to help her like I, I just she's so close to to being okay finally and then things just get pulled right out from under her um, I think especially even when we start the episode which everybody's favorite word fuffy it just happened like we're not <laughs> shame on you I wouldn't say we're dating it's like uh, oh well yeah. that scene was I know oh I know it's it's well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, that's I, know, fantastic. I know it's not real, but it just makes it, I just like to pretend it's no, real. I feel like people <laughs> love that scene. Oh, absolutely. You just can pull whatever you want. Ship that sails it. itself. Yes. Uh, but even in that, like they were, that's the closest an- angel. Oh my God. Shame on you. Faith yeah. and, and Buffy <laughs> will ever be. There's that little scene right there where they're actually comfortable with each other. They're like happy. They're joking about each other. And then throughout the episode, at least in the beginning, uh, Faith is really kind to Buffy, and she's like, "Hey, I want to know about you. I'm telling you about my life. Like, can you want to talk about it in in a really genuine, earnest way? Where she's like, if you want to talk about the angel stuff, you know. I mean, I've had my share of losers, but you you point the undead. What was I like? Yeah, but I, like in in the way that she's a gruff, like crass yeah. person, she's still trying to be nice and getting to know Buffy and and trying to share something with her. So did it all change when she found out that they were having him? Was it the meeting that they were having behind her back? She thought it was about her? Or I think think she was a little jealous of not being invited because she's not part. Although she has been part of some of those before. So maybe like a perfect storm because then obviously Xander is like peak Xander form when, oh my God, when they're shooting pool. One of the worst scenes (laughs) in this fucking show. 
<laughs> I mean, they're just shooting the shit like they're in a different show. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, like they're in some Western show. Yeah, with lots of smoke and just like, oh, I found the outlaw. And like, they're just yeah. totally different. Everything is so different and they're on a different level. Mm-hmm. But it really, if this is the last time her and Buffy hang out, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It, like, it, I wow. mean, it's not, it isn't the last time in actuality, know, but, but like emotionally, I think it's, it's the last time. Cause like Faith even offers to go patrolling. Like, Buffy, mm. you can go home. I, I got it. Like you seem stressed. Good. Go home. And like, just so kind. And then, yeah, I think it is a perfect storm of, of all those instances where it's like, she's upset. She, well, and, and everybody's manipulating her in the episode, right? Like Xander's obviously clearly manipulating her to go hurt Angel. And Gwendolyn Post is manipulating her to not only satisfy her own ends, but just out of a weird, like, sadist thing almost. Because she she plants that idea in Faith's head of like, oh, your friends are, you know, hanging out without you because they think that you're lesser. That you're, you know, this Spartan person that's cold and doesn't care and you don't need them anyway, right? Like she, so she's got both of those things going on. And then to feel betrayed by Buffy, who she's just getting close to because she's been lying, not, you know, she's been lying to everybody. Faith yeah. is kind of the the least amount of lied to just by <laughs> the timeline, <laughs> but it still sucks. It's like, I, I'm sharing something, I'm bonding with this person and now they're a fucking liar too, just like everybody else. And she's like, okay. And I feel like in that moment, when she goes to the mansion to confront uh, Angel and then they get in the fight and, and Gwendolyn's there and she finds out too, maybe she shouldn't have gotten so attached to, to Gwen that fast because like she just showed up. But the idea of, oh, I'll have somebody responsible for me again, like Giles, Giles isn't, isn't for me. Like, of course, he's helping me, but he's not my person. And like, oh, my, I have a person again now. And, and so now she's got this revelation of Buffy lying to her and then... Uh, Gwen betraying her too and to top it off calling her stupid to believe her like just reaffirming everything like yes of course I am a fucking idiot because I shouldn't have trusted these people I know better than this I know better than to ever get my hopes up or get close to anybody and just like all that shit stuff comes crashing down at her at once and then to be in a physical fist fight with Buffy who's kicking the shit out of her do you know what could have saved all of this if Giles on his sickbed getting wheeled out of Said said to Faith and Xander both. Well, I guess she ran off, so we didn't know that. Gwen's bad. Gwen's bad. (laughs) Gwen Gwen is not to be trusted. Instead of taking six minutes to say living, flame, flame, please. (laughs) It's so hard, but it will only take you five minutes, and then you can run to the mansion in five minutes. There is no space or time in this episode. (laughs) Everything will be okay. As close as it needs to be. And then at the very last scene, we. Clearly, both Buffy and Faith want to say more. Buffy wants to reach out to Faith, and Faith wants to 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 reconcile, but she won't let herself because she's being prideful or you know being hurt and and, and being scared of, of trusting again. And if Buffy would have just went back into the motel because she shuts the door and she's just standing there like kind of vibing that Faith wanted to say something else, uh, and she doesn't. She leaves, and you just leave Faith there like feeling shitty about herself. And if Buffy would have turned around and been like pressy, she like no, we're gonna hang out. And you're going to be my fucking friend whether you want to or not. Which is a weird thing to do, but also not a weird thing to do. Like, I don't know. You could even appeal to her like, look, we're connected. We're never going to not be connected. Yeah, we're sisters more than anything else. We have to trust one another. So, I mean, this is clearly the moment where Faith picks a path. And that path is to do the lone wolf thing. Kill another human being. W. Mary Allen Finch. But we're (laughs) good. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Do you like Faith, Stasia? Eh, I honestly don't really like her that much. I don't, I well, don't like, know. Uh, I feel the same way about Faith that I do about this episode, I guess. Yeah. 
Because I, I like what you're saying, but I also feel like I can't, I don't, I'm not on this level. I'm not anything. either. Yeah. I didn't watch Buffy when I was a angsty 15 year old, or maybe yeah. I would have liked her more, mm. but I always found her a little over the top and cartoonish. She is. Yeah. She does feel a little one dimensional at times, but I think it's, and that's why this episode stands out so much because she had a chance to be someone else for a second. Like the way that we get faith after post angel, like post her being kind of reformed, um, it feels a little bit like this. Like she could have went there first. She could have just had friends and, and figured yeah. it out there. So, but then after this, yeah, she's just like, I'm bad. And what I do is bad stuff. I mean, even in this episode, like I get, I get what you're saying and I see, you know, that she's struggling, but also while I'm watching it, I'm just like, Faith, go away. You don't understand. Like, I feel like I'm Buffy where I'm like, you don't get it. And this is irritating. Yeah. Like we've been through so much and you don't have the backstory and it's not your fault, but that's why you're not involved is because like you, you don't have like the sight that you need to, to understand why anyone's making the choices they're making. Makes you think all this secret stuff is sexy anyway. Nothing. I'm just wondering. Gotta keep asking the big old questions when you're blessed with this girl's thirst for knowledge. And being so. swayed by Xander, that's the whole thing. Like Not being like, wow, that's a really interesting story. What a cool thing we just talked about. I'm going to go and talk to Giles. I'm even going to go talk to Gwendolyn. I'm going to figure out something else. Like, I mean, it kind of goes back to Band Candy when she's like, I need grown-ups. Like, I think that these people sometimes need fucking grown-ups. And if mm-hmm. Faith really is looking for that, it's pretty telling that she doesn't go to them because she does trust her instincts, even though she's fucking wrong yeah. and wrong all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's a pretty monumental decision for her because if she went to someone like Giles, even if he's salty and mad at Buffy, he, he wouldn't have so He would never turn her away. He would have never not, yeah, or advocated mm-hmm. go out and seek revenge. That's right. the way to go. No. He'd have been like, listen, calm down. Let's get together. Mm. So it's unfortunate that she was like, Xander's cool. I I trust Xander. (laughs) Never trust Xander. (laughs) I mean, that is a great takeaway. Um, Also, Gwen Post. So to me, you could really, I don't know. You you could just hate her because she doesn't get any time. But that's, I think, my biggest gripe. I feel like we have another Billy Fordham potential mini arc situation mm-hmm. where how badass would it have been if she was around for seven episodes and then and betrayed and then turned on like, and that would have fucked faith up even harder. Like that would have been a reason for her. More. Yeah. To really go really spiral out. Well, they could have introduced her the episode after they introduced faith. I've got something to offer you. I'm pretty sure this is the part where you take out a watch and say, I've got 30 seconds to convince you not to kill me. It's traditional. Well, I don't go much for tradition. And yeah. just literally just kind of set her there in the background. Which would have made total said, sense. She's got a new watcher. Mm-hmm. And that kind of explains why we don't see Faith as much as you think you would. Right. Because, because she's, she's hanging out with Gwen. Yeah, because she's doing like her own Slayer thing, like on, in the same city, but alone, as opposed mm-hmm. to just, you know, segregated from... The Scoobies. Although well, when Wesley shows up, he's always fucking around. Although I guess Jazz gets fired. But that council stuff, it would make even more sense if you had a mini arc that led to, you know, like, doesn't Giles confront the council light, right? He has, like, a little thing this season? or Yeah, yeah, when the, the birthday episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When is that? A couple episodes from now? Mm-hmm. Shit, you could have done this little arc, and that sort of, like, right when that happens, it's sort of a, what the fuck is the council even doing? And then you get to meet the council. Like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But now we've met the council again in some way. And then it's just going to be gone for another couple episodes and then yeah. show up. Also, what how the ineffectual is the council? Horrible. That they haven't sent a new watcher for Faith. Yep. This yeah. isn't even the council sending a new watcher. This 
old evil watcher is just like, hmm, perfect opportunity. They don't like, even know. Otherwise, if they had already sent Wesley, then she rolled up and they're like, I'm the new watcher for Faith. And everyone would have been like, what now? <laughs> and just to clarify, there's one Slayer. I mean, there's two, but there is usually one. Right. Mm-hmm. And one watcher. Mm-hmm. But cool. That's tough to keep of track watchers. of for sure. Council. Well, they, doing nothing. We've apparently. brought that up before since the beginning. Like, why do they treat Giles like dog shit? And they don't care at all about this. She's the only one you the need to one. be worried about. Why the fuck are you acting like this? Don't we do stuff in the comics? Though? They talk a lot. They talk some about the council. I, I think so. I mean, because it blows up in season seven, and, and they they, they kind of okay, yeah. Just, it it still ex- like it reforms in in yeah. season eight, and I don't know. But yeah, it's. Uh, just ludicrous the way that the council supposedly operates. But yeah, I think Gwen Post could have been a cool storyline. We could have even brought Wesley in and then been like, oh, he's the bad guy, but just how oh, long it was Gwen. There could have been a lot of cool shit that we just didn't do at all because why would we? It was better to have a, a cool idea and throw it away for one episode. Also, here's this tacked on glove demon. I don't know. She's also incredibly unlikable just from the beginning. Well, yeah. Like, just but that's too American. I mean, Wesley's like, fucking true, the but, worst too. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> And and it's but again his arc over the course of two shows is amazing. I mean right. his death is one of the most tragic uh, in the entire series. Mm-hmm. You know it's that's what you get for investing in a story and investing in a character. Yeah. Would you like me to lie to you now? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Especially somebody like Wesley, who's just a, an asshole at the beginning. And, oh yeah. But I mean, I just found this so crazy. Like. The craziest moment for me when I really hated her was when she was just in Giles' house. Like, Mm-mm. they're just hanging out. What the fuck? Go. We're done. Hours are over at school. I'm going home to watch some, like, Jeopardy. You're going to wherever you go. It was insane. You're like, going to wherever you go. Why would she just be staying at her? That's another thing with Giles. I'm like, stop letting them into your life. You just need to build these barriers. Be Ripper. Be a little bit more like Ripper. You remember what it was like to be Ripper. As we concluded at the end of last week's episode, bring that back into your life, man. Stop letting he these can't people be like that with the children. Be like it with Gwendolyn Post. That's what. No, no. But with Gwendolyn Post, just yeah. be like, listen, there are boundaries here. Get out of my face. Going we're, out. We're with faith. colleagues. We are not friends. Goodbye. Yeah. So just being in the house, I'm like, can I get you some tea? And then just constantly insulting him. Mm-hmm. I just feel for Giles. I'm like, you don't need to do this, Giles. What is, too nice. what is being too American? I mean, like, I can <laughs> think of the worst stereotypes, things about us that are terrible, and they're all justified. But like. Giles doesn't really inhabit any of that. You know what I mean? Like the implication seemed to be the way he was handling Buffy to me yeah. okay. that he was too lax about it and kind of let her run the show how she wants to, and that would be like too American. But the way him. she lets he lets her socialize is just oh gosh, yeah, like Definitely. just the whole situation <laughs> just seems like not you know what they're supposed to be doing. It's not very British of him to do that. Yeah, and to enjoy life or <laughs> let Buffy do the same. <laughs> Yep. It's true. I mean, as we learn with like people like Wesley, yeah, they're just yeah. brought up and stuck up, and just the way they know. Mm-hmm. So, was anyone curious what uh, Gwen was shouting at the end of the episode? Tafrim. Yes, that is what she was. Dying? Well, um, as she was, she was mad with the power of the, the power lightning. lightning every oh. time. Tafrim. She was. What the hell is that? So it's actually Gaelic that she's speaking. Yes. I'm not sure if Minigan's supposed to be a Gaelic word, but it, it might be. 
um, because of course there's no information about him because the club's <laughs> never mentioned again, nor is Gwendolyn Post, nor is Living Flame, nor is Lagos. So just so everyone's on the same page, this show is rife with lore. Living Flame felt so important. <laughs> right? It feels like it could be such a clutch thing in the future with weird objects that you get. Yeah, it seems like a good destroy-all Angel type of thing. can just do it in an empty mansion that he's basically being clothed and fed by Buffy. He's got the ingredients <laughs> to make Living Flame without a problem. It was also yep. interesting that there seemed to be no communication between Angel or Giles, but Angel was like, I know how to deal with this club. Like, I just got this covered on my own. Yeah, <laughs> I know magic. And he was making Living Flame, right? He was oh, yeah. doing it. Was, yeah. and, and Giles didn't know because he made the kids make it and then put it into a Ziploc <laughs> yeah. bag and then run off yeah. to the mansion. Like, out of out of control. <laughs> out of control. <laughs> well, uh, what she's saying is... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I lied to you. Would you like me to lie to you now? Yes. There is one other mention of the Glove of Minicon in Buffy lore. It's in the 2003 Game Boy Advance video game, <laughs> The Wrath of the Dark Old King. The Wrath of the Dark Old King? Dark Hull. Hull. One word. Dark Hull. Dark Hull. King. Yeah, which like takes a place. Ship? Sure. Yeah, like a hull. Uh, it's just one L. So it's just dark hole. Dark hole. Dark hole. Dark hole. Dark hole. D a r k h u l. Dark hole. I think I'm being really clear. <laughs> the dark hole king. Dark hole. I mean, come on. That's a common word that we all use. Not canon. Not canon. <laughs> no, not canon at all. But it takes place during season four. And I saw a screenshot of Buffy fighting Adam. And oh my god, it's like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, she. Worse than man. Oh, Manimal. Oh, man. What, nice call that. Uh, but yes, worse than Manimal. Um, uh, she supposedly wears it right before she goes to fight the eponymous Dark Old King. And I'm like, that shit got destroyed. Not only is this game mega not canon, but like you guys are, you can't even, come on now. We just did this. Also, you can't take it off once it's on. That's yeah. the whole point. Oh, yeah. She's now put it on and it's, it's like over. Double it's like doubly, there's no like way she had the it. The Glove of Minigon Part 2. Part Electric two. Boogaloo. <laughs> I mean, who fucking knows? We took the spikes out of it so it doesn't attach to your arm. Safer that way. <laughs> Smart. The lightning, though, is still fine. That's Absolutely. Great. So she says, Tarchugam achumacht Minigon. Come to me, power of Minigon. Tafrim. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Come through me. Mm. That's what it means. Yes. So Ew. she she charges by saying, "Come to me, power of Minigon," and then releases by oh, "Come geez. through me." <laughs> oh, <laughs> <great>. phrasing. <laughs> and then uh, our living flame spell, mm-hmm. which Angel was so masterfully wordsmithing. That's why I needed my phone. It was really important. And did it without spell books or anything? Like he just no, he just had that just knowledge. It up. He's like wearing, you know, imagine him with his little apron on, just. Whipping up his spell. He's got to kiss the cook thing. Or like bite the cook. Bite the cook. Uh, (laughs) Living flame. We got... It's made from three unknown powders. Cool. It's easier to just not write anything and just say it's unknown. Each powder is individually and consecutively dashed over the flame between each recital. And the words are in Latin, I'm assuming, exorere flama vitae. Pro... Prodi ex loco to oello mentorum. I speak Latin as good as Willow and Angel in whom mundum vivora. Could be bad. Don't speak Latin in front of the books. If you have a boiling cauldron listening to this podcast out loud, please pause. Get away. Get away from them. Arise, flame of life, come forth from your place of the elements into this world of the living. So again, wait, it's a living flame, but it comes from a place not of the living. Mm. Look, 
we can't even remember that we did this two episodes from now, so there's no way we're going to put that together correctly. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, as per usual, none of this matters and we'll never be brought up again. Also, Lagos, <laughs> why was he even in this episode? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do anything, did he? <laughs> no, right? he just died. He was a red herring. Got decapitated. He wasn't But what was he doing? Search. Probably something more interesting than this fucking Was episode. he even there for the glove, or was he just, like, in the wrong cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, supposedly he was there for the glove, but we don't know. Well, I mean, the only reason that, like, Xander was, you know, to move the plot, he needed to go to the cemetery and find Angel, because he was looking for Lagos. Oh, so, like, you mean the Von Hopton, uh mausoleum that's in the Restfield Cemetery? That everybody of course, knows. The, of I mean, course Xander does that. You know all the famous, you know, cemeteries around your town. And they probably would. The... They've spent two years hanging out in them now. I don't know. The, with that specific amount of recall, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Van Hopton, whatever. Come on. Also, man. like, if you're Giles, like, I know in that moment you're weirdly detached after, you, like, you walked in on them kissing, but you didn't know that. He was acting very strange. I mean, and obviously, I guess it was just the, the Gwendolyn Post mm. had him shook yeah. or whatever. But it's so weird to have Xander be like, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go. I'll go check out By this. By myself? And he's just like, whatever. Sure. Fine. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'm losing I respect for Giles fun, daily. They were like, well, how did you find it? And he was like, I looked. Mm-hmm. And it was so scalding. Just like his response. I I wanted to die. Yeah, it was great. And I, I felt for Willow in that moment. Because like Willow felt the same way. Just like, yeah. damn, this is weird. Because he follows it up. She's like, I think we're going to break no. this Lagos thing and wide open. And he's like, like we're, done. we're done. He's like, no, we're done. You guys go home. Yeah. Or Xander go I die in a cemetery. Me. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> it's really good. Like, Zan, I mean, Giles, man. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. Not a great guardian. No. Or a watcher of anybody but Buffy. And he's not even that great at watching Buffy. Let's be real here. He did have a he's really rough great. episode in many, many ways. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole show is is that quick snippet of him being after the little intervention. Um, and him going to the office, being really upset with Buffy and... Uh, where he's like, sadly, I must remind you that Angel tortured me mm-hmm. for hours for pleasure. It's just like, oh my God, that's one of those, like, Giles, please never be disappointed in me because I will just die on the spot. But Buffy didn't feel that way. Just banked out of the room slowly. Goodbye. <laughs> no, that Buffy seemed to have this look on her face like, fuck, that did happen. Ooh, this is awkward. Yeah, I, I think that was more of it. She was like, this is awkward. Yeah. I can't really talk about it right now. I gotta go figure something out. Bye. Yeah, it was because it was a weird reaction. Yeah. Especially after all of the sort of the group dynamic. I mean, to be fair, he turned around in his chair and was like, goodbye then. He didn't say bye, but it was kind of like, you can leave now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I called that the Willy Wonka moment. Yeah. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I think Buffy's reaction is, there's no way around how weird it is. Yeah. Because she's not upset even in the moment. Because I do think she still thinks that she's in the right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Even I though mean, she does know. It's that hard it's to not, not sympathize good. with her though, because you know, it's Angel and not Angelus. Like he, Angelus. Yeah. That, well we know that. I know. But I think even they have to know, like Buffy was committed enough to kill him when it mattered that she wouldn't like if Angelus had fallen back from hell like, she wouldn't have just chained him up and left him in the mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like... Well, then they temporarily doubt that. I think they're reacting well, out of shock. But also, I think that it's undercut easily by bringing up Miss Calendar. That was... Oh, yeah. that was oh my thing. God. When he said Miss Calendar, was the was like, don't bomb. say her fucking name! But that was the bomb, because yeah. that's 100% true. But why she is it, that though? Ball. Because they were trying to save Aunt... 
and jealous and bring his soul back at the very last minute. Like, obviously, they had some space for him to have a redemption or they wouldn't have even bothered. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You but know? I don't think that they care about that. I think that they see the last big thing that happened. They, you know, Angel being gone is fine. Obviously, it affects us as the viewer and Buffy. But for them, Angel is, the Angelus and Angel are gone. But the last big thing that happened, the truly terrible thing, was Miss Calendar. If I thought for a second that Angel was going to hurt anyone. You would stop him. Like you did last time with Miss Calendar. I think it's easier to forget that we were trying to bring back his soul and all of that. Mm. Because when you know. drop a bomb like that, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, man, we're in the room with fucking Giles right now. And we all went through that. Like, that sucks. Yeah. And that was a really great touch because Xander's a dick. And he will always bring that up. And he's brought oh, that yeah. up multiple times now. But it's never not a bomb. That's the thing. It's never not a, a totally effective because it's true. She did. But it, I don't. I don't think it's relevant. We don't think it is because we know Angel and we know Buffy. But I think for them, that's a tough thing to square. Even Oz is like, "Oh, you, you mean your boyfriend you were making out with?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's dark. They're all not happy with Buffy again. And I just sad. I struggle with it because they were trying to bring his soul back and they did succeed. And you know, but honestly, they don't know that. That they, it succeeded. But they do. No. Buffy told them. No, she told Giles, and Giles did not tell anybody else. So far, she, Giles is the only one that knows. She'll, they'll find out in the next episode. Damn. Or wait, was Willow in that scene? I thought she was in that scene, and she was like, just so you know. Oh, yeah, because he says there was no spell. That's right. Like, yeah. And then I want to like, help. Let me help you. Walk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that whole thing happened, and everyone knew. Yeah, It okay. was like that moment that you get when Willow brings Buffy back from the dead, and she was like, I was in heaven, guys. Uh, yeah. like, you mm. need to give me some fucking space. Because I'm not okay. You know, like, yeah. I feel like that was the same kind of moment where she, like, dropped that bomb no, you're right, and yeah. left. Yeah, so they all know he has a soul. Yeah, so that makes it but, a little more... And I, I don't think that matters. Why, but I, I think that's why I'm struggling is because, like, if you didn't mean to give him a soul back and think that maybe there was a chance that he could be redeemed and have a future, like, if you can't imagine that future, like, where do you go from there? How could you, like, how dare you be mad at Buffy for something you did? Like, she didn't give him his soul back. She tried to kill him and end it. The fact that he's here now and she's trying to deal with this ramifications of it, I don't, like, I just, I don't really get it. Well, I guess that, like, logically puts that they were going to be willing to forgive him at some point, right? That's what I'm saying. They had to have assumed that some, like, would you really put his soul back and then kill him? Anyways, like, what's the point of doing that? I think they intended... For Angel to be Angel again, and then when he comes back and he is Angel again, they're all mad at Buffy, and it's like, you're the ones who did this, though. Like, Mm. if you hadn't brought his soul back and Angel had fallen out of hell as Angelus, I think Buffy would have killed him and moved on. Yeah, it would have been over. It would have been over. Or she would have told him immediately, and they would be fighting him all over that kind of thing. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they're just a little nervous that he he has a soul back, but maybe he's a monster, like, because he was just in hell forever, so... Well, yeah, and I think also they've been bunting this whole season so far. I mean, everybody's been handled so easily, and when you think back, Angelus was a fucking formidable foe. Yeah. We've had none of that, and I think it's easy in hindsight, in the relative moment, to be like, damn, it sucks, because, you know, Angel's so tough. The fact that we know he's back now, oh my god, it's all gonna go bad again. Right. Mm-hmm. That's such an easy thing to think. I think it's also problematic that the person who finds them is Xander. Xander, of course. If it had been Willow, or if it had even been Giles, or if it even had been Faith, I don't think it would have maybe gotten as um, tense as it did. Well, because Faith, I think, would have confronted them immediately. I think she would have been like, what the fuck, Buffy? 
I, also, she might not have known who it was. Right, yeah. yeah. Who's that, honey? She oh, it's shit. Like, <laughs> until, like, after the fact. She would have been like, hey, who's this guy? Think maybe she has a new honey? A boyfriend? Why wouldn't she tell us? Excuse me? When your last study killed half the class and then your rebound guy sends you a dumpogram, it makes a girl shy. But we're the best of Buffy's bestest buds. She'd tell us. Tell you what? About your new boyfriend who we made up, unless we didn't? This was a topic of discussion. Well, raised, but never discussed. So, are you dating somebody or not? And I think because it is Xander, though, it's like instant drama. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what they wanted. Yeah. And I think it makes sense for watching it on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, great choice, I think, to have Xander be the person. Oh, yeah. It's, I absolutely understand why they did. But I think he, but even it's Willow like the worst possible, to... um, like thing to happen to Buffy in that situation mm. though if it had been anyone else I don't think everyone would have been as mad like yeah Giles you have the right to be pissed he killed your girlfriend and he tortured you but also we all know it's not the same person right you know or at least we do now right yeah I what I love the most about that was that at the end it was like she's like he has the glove of Mitagon like we're done mm-hmm. we did this and then nobody nobody had any urgency to go get the weapon like that's another thing we we kind of fall back to season two buffy we're like mm-hmm. we're doing stuff but then we're just gonna let the thread let the plot go for no reason and then it just has to blow up in our face it just this was an episode where like even band candy never felt like you could see that you never knew where it was going because it's mm-hmm. such an organic story this one was like oh we're building towards an enormous misunderstanding at the end <laughs> yeah. and that's all we were doing and it was really frustrating yeah. to watch because yeah. you're like god damn it if one person just said something else and the worst episodes are the ones that rely on people not knowing one person yeah. not knowing what's happening when the audience fucking does it it's so irritating yeah so this was i think it never was going to be great even though it was fun that she had the you know the lightning and the lightning was drawn <laughs> yeah. on in the end, she literally just summoned clouds, shot three beams of and fire, then and then got her arms cut <laughs> off. And exploded. And exploded. <laughs> For no obvious reason. No. Yeah. Seems like you could have cut her arm off and she would have just like bled out. Yeah, just anything. It's unbelievable no. to me. That would have been harder to deal with because what do you do with this one arm to not a watcher bleeding out in the mansion? Yikes. And then what do you do? It's Take messy. her to, you know, Buffy jail? Do you put her in the, like, the library? The what do you do? Like, Whoops, bye. <laughs> Call the council and you're like, hey, guys, I got your dark arts. I mean, I think that's what you would have to do, right? Yeah. They seem to have a jail for people like that. They do, right? Because, I mean, they were going to put Faith in, in that jail. Jail. Oh, yeah. Effectively. Yeah. And then they Council's actually, the they're going to kill her at one point, it sounds like. I don't know. That episode's weird when they're going to take her away. Yeah. Because it, it really is on the verge. The anyway. council doesn't make any sense. They created that yeah. horrible framework just to justify Giles being in the show. Yeah. Because yeah. why else would what would he be there mm-hmm. telling her Why would what she to need do? a boss? Yeah, yeah she, it would just be like a little gang of teenagers killing vampires. <laughs> <laughs> it's all oversight. And Joss was like, we need a little bit more lore. Let's focus on the council instead of any of the monsters or any of the cool stuff. The council, though. That's where it's at. Because they pay Giles, but not Buffy. But right. then she has to get a job so she can't slay. And she's the only one that does anything. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. That doesn't make any sense. Insane. Yeah. Also, the glove... Uh, 
I really don't think that the council would let or want that to be destroyed because they are all about some fucking imperialist taking artifacts well, situation. Like having them there. Yeah, yeah. That's the danger, though. Any other any story would tell you that's the danger. You got to destroy that shit. Well, yeah, the absolutely. Fact that they did was but good. they are an insidious group that mm-hmm. just wants to hoard information and knowledge and control power. Well, is that so Wolfram and Hart? I mean, that's oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, so why the fuck would they not want that glove? Like, no, no, no. You, you're not destroying anything. We're yeah. coming. So an agent will be there shortly to yeah, extract. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> and then pull out the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt it. That You're 100% right. I mean, in, and I think that they would justify it by saying they have control of it, so it's safe. Right, exactly. But in truth, it's never safe because only a few people will have the ability to have it. And, and, and obviously, uh, Gwendolyn Post will exist again. And right. That's where it all goes downhill. So Always goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Academic probation's not so funny today, huh, Giles? Tafrim! Okay. Let's start yelling. <laughs> on, the, on that note, Tafrim! <laughs> it means yelling and beat me speak. <laughs> Do you think that the synchronized slang between Faith and Buffy at the beginning of the show cost them $20,000 or 15000 or 10000 in that it was two people or fifteen? in that it was like a larger blob that they needed to ghost or they saved a little bit of money with 10000 $10,000 per Dusting. I don't think we can ever know the answer to that, and I'm sorry. Mm. I'm going to go with 15, because it was a bigger blob that needed to be dusted. So they saved a little bit of money. I think that the Dingoes Ate My Baby might be the fucking house band of the bronze at this point, because they were just playing in band candy, and they're playing again to open this episode. Those motherfuckers are always having a gig. Uh, Good for them. I want to start another watch. When's the last time we are going to see your lead singer? Devin? Devin. I mean, every day, I'm thinking this is the last point. time I saw this guy, and then he fucking first first <laughs> person I see every episode. <laughs> so when is the last time? Do know, you that's know? a great point. All right, so uh-huh. we're gonna do a Devin watch starting uh, now. Today he's obviously here. We'll get to the watches later, but I think season four. Wow, I think he, he makes, makes it all the way in there. Four. Yeah, I think when Harmony comes back, she attacks uh, Willow right outside of the Dingo show, and I think Devin's just kind of there because they're loading up the van, I think. Amazing. So, yeah, Devin right. watch. Adam Devin watch. watch. Devin watch, in effect. Stacia. Dumpogram. Oh, yeah. Oh, just Dumpogram gross. is bad. Okay. I mean, good time to bring up everybody still struggling with sexuality. Uh, we get <laughs> a couple of quotes here. Uh, bend a lot of hormonal angst. Uh, you boink the undead, as I wrote up <laughs> earlier. Xander says, give him a happy. Buffy, the only sane person saying, shame, shame on, on you, you. as yeah. we all collectively at the <laughs> oh my God. say, shame on you. Barf, barf, that fucking entire scene. I'm over Tai Chi. I'm over Shirtless Angel. I just like, can't, stop it. Stop slow moving pedophile, almost kissing, kissing. I don't like it. Let's, let's not, let's not. And then the final Xander, as long as Angel and she don't get pelvic, <laughs> we'll be all right, I guess. No, you will not be all right. You're wrong about that, Xander. Wrong about everything. No. Xander, why are you giving me a lap dance? What, I just like you. Oh, that, that was the next thing that I wrote. What are we doing? Shame, Shame on, on you. you. Xander's the first person in the history of Sunnydale to call 911 immediately as an emergency is taking place. Anyone else would just leave them to die or... That's it. Yeah, I think they would just leave them to die. That or they the only time Giles' head injury was taken seriously. Not now, like every episode. <laughs> oh my god. He's almost killed in this one. She hits him twice with a huge thing. Yeah. Oh god. Stacia? Um, one other weird sexual quote is when Faith says, get some, get gone. Yes, yes. Yes. So gross. We also <laughs> learned that there were 12 cemeteries in, in Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think we... Did we know that before? We so, speculated, I think, wildly. Yeah. funny, but... And I don't know if this is, like, official or not. There is a map out there of Sunnydale, approximate, and I, I just I forgot to look yeah, it up. But, but again, at, so at one all point, all the count's, like, bullshit. 30-something. 
Yeah. Which I, I can't be right. I'm going to take Giles at his word. I think 12 is a reasonable, unreasonable number that, that it's probably 12. But in reality, that map cannot be real. Again, no. It has a, a University of California campus on, mm-hmm. but also a dock. Like, right. No, there, oh, yeah. there's no way it works. You can make a very humorous map of it with like a thousand cemeteries. Mm-hmm. But I think 12 is, yeah. that feels right. Yeah. That feels overblown for one town that should have one cemetery. And we get a mention of Crawford Street. So there's at least two streets in the town. We know that. Well, uh, three, Ravello Drive, Ravello. Crawford Street, and then whatever the espresso Main pump's Street. on. Main. Main Let's Street. call it Maine. Wow. Three, yeah. three streets. <laughs> Confirmed. I thought that was fun because you get Gwendolyn when she's like, we'll just go to the cemetery. And the Giles is like, which one? And it's like, oh, you sweet summer child. You don't know how Sunnydale works. <laughs> 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 You're evil and you still don't get it. <laughs> Oh, whose turn is it? Yours. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's yours. Willow gets knocked the fuck out with a glove slap. Wasn't that in The Simpsons or something? There's definitely somewhere, I want to say South Park or Simpsons, there's an animated TV show where they're riffing on uh, Love Shack by the B-52s. Glove slap, baby oh. glove slap. Did I make that up? Glove, baby, that's where it's at, yeah. Buffy's bedazzled bomb hat. Oh yeah, the I did hear that. She's wearing like a pink tank top. Lowercase b, uppercase o m, lowercase b. Yep. Um, <laughs> Covered in uh, crystals. I wonder if it's a brand. Do you think that's a brand? I don't know. It might be. It mm. kind of looks like a brand, but it also looks like something that you would put on if you want to rob a house but look chic doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, the nineties. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Xander in full um, Malcolm in the Middle voice when he says, "You're not the watcher of me, man." <laughs> that was a really great one, though. Just <laughs> as a quote, just like, "You're not the you're watcher of me." <laughs> hey, you're not the watcher of me. I'm go home, but if you choose to stay, then work. You're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no touching. Kind of like us. Not everything's about you and Angel. Uh, Buffy says, you can trust some guys. I've read about them. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> we said that when we were watching it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm done. What you got? What about the emotional marathon man? That would be Giles. It's amazing. I mean, who, who calls something like that? Uh, Fates quote, just Ronnie deadbeat Steve Klepto Kenny. Drummer. Eventually I just had to face <laughs> up to fun. my destiny as a loser magnet. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Poor Kenny the drummer. I know, right? Poor Kenny getting... Oh, oh, and I was going to look up the the books, but I never did. Uh, Hume's Paranormal Encyclopedia, The Labyrinth Maps of Malta, and Sir Robert Kane's Twilight Compendium. Of and course I, he has that one. It, well, I know... Oh, yeah, of course. What a loser. Um, <laughs> Losers have that one. Yeah, when I heard Twilight for the first time, obviously I'm not thinking of the book series or whatever the, in, our, in our world. But Twilight is the main lore of season eight. Right. So I don't know. I'm curious if... I mean... There's no way we yeah, know yeah. this show, but in a, like no lore, but in a crazy weird. different show, this would be amazing if that did. I mean, even if there was a throwaway line in season eight where it's like lay the weird foundation, yeah, of like Sir Robert Kane, who someone is just that has the book and, on their desk or yeah, something. That'd that be pretty would be well. pretty incredible. But no, of course not. Oh, I, I think I already mentioned it, but I did want to Buffy being able to chop Gwendolyn's post arm off with that that random piece of glass. Like if she has that kind of accuracy and power, that why the fuck isn't she chopping everyone's arms off? All the time. Like, yeah. I just... What a I useful thing. Well, I know, but like, even just... Let's do a sideways tilt. Let's do that perpendicular to the ground. With parallel a, to the ground. That's what I meant. Just chop people's heads off. No, no, no. Yeah, well, I mean, decapitation kills vampires. True. Just fucking okay. psh, frisbee style. 
Well, you'd also save, I mean, at the very least, you would save a lot of people's lives because when she goes over to try to, well, whoever was going over to stake Angel when he was down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Even like a fucking shard on your back, you're stopping. You're turning around. (laughs) You're not following through. And then you beat the shit out of her. Like, yeah, it's unreal again. So on a scale of one to a million, how much are you hating me right now? Zero. You were scared. You kept a secret, you know? But it's okay. I mean, secrets aren't bad. You know, they're normal. They're better than normal. They're good. Secrets are good. Must be a reason why we keep them, right? I want to go through our watches. We've oh, added yeah, a watch right, right. Okay. to us. Xander button-down tank top. Didn't happen. He did wear button-down shirts, but they were fully buttoned. Fully buttoned. Yeah, well, so they were buttoned up shirts. They're buttoned up right. shirts. Right. Well, so, <laughs> so, and there's even uh, during the last thing, I think his is is there's like one button undone and you can see the hint of a tank top. So it was happening, but I think the real look of it being completely open is what I'm watching. So like later on in the day, it would have been fully done, but we didn't see that maroon jacket. No, no, no maroon maroon jacket. Didn't see it. Charles being mean to Oz. They did share a scene, but it was still (laughs) (laughs) inconclusive. Everyone's doing the eye statements. (laughs) Inconclusive. Cause Giles also in that scene had his back to them the whole time. So, you know, if he was mad at Oz in that scene, which could can't, can't, can't confirm. Can't confirm. One way or the other. That whole scene, he could have just been thinking about a fight between him Second and Oz watch. that we saw off scene. You know, <laughs> Who knows? Anya watch? No. Still no Anya. We <laughs> One intru- more episode. We introduced Wesley watch. Okay. No Wesley. Uh, Buffy bang watch. Bang. Bang watch. How was the bang? Yeah, it's, it was definitely there. The hairband was keeping them from flopping straight into her face, but all you could see in front of the hairband was white. Yeah. Just white. <laughs> <It's true. So. laughs> and famously, Deputy Mayor Alan Finch's watch, it's still going. He's still it's, around. It has not ended. It has not ended. <laughs> <laughs> but it will not soon. yet. But we did not see him in this episode, so that's very sad. Well, before we get to the most exciting part of the episode... I just want to take this moment to remind you that we're a real podcast and you can find us at Beat Me Pod everywhere. Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. And we also have Spotify playlists that will contain every song in any episode that is aired, as well as any song that we might put on our little podcast here. And that is at Beat Me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season three. And while you're on Spotify looking for your playlist, don't forget you can also listen to our podcast right there on Spotify. Super easy. Can't be easier. But if you don't want to, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, all those places that you're probably already listening to us. Okay. Let's rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net. There's a magic. There's magic. Willow almost does Living Flame. She almost let me Living Flames. So I, I mean, she could have done it. She could have. It's just he already did it. And she made this stinky's hand, and I think that counts. So she gets a six nice. instead of uh, nothing. Giles, 10 of 10. I mean, in her turmoil of am I too British? Am I too American? Uh... Super knock the fuck out, <laughs> like the most dangerous KOing of all Giles' time. Maybe I don't know. I'll keep an eye out for that. Three-piece tweed suits, very little glasses. I don't know if anybody noticed his glasses were off most of the episode. Oh really? Yeah, he, he does love a dramatic taking the glasses off and wiping them situation, but I they were just mostly gone. I don't really know why. I'm thinking it was an Oz-related situation. More than likely, mm. he didn't want to be able to see Jaws. Jaws. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce! Joyce. Thanks for not showing up. Get survived. Friendship. So I gave this a four, which is one of the lower rankings I've ever done. Um, Just the Willow and Xander relationship progressing and being gross. Um, Buffy the Liar. Not great. She's been hiding all this stuff from her friend. Granted, she's been doing that every episode, but obviously coming to a head being a problem. Well, that's why, too, it was also a rough relationship for Dead Man's Party. Mm -hmm. And Faith the Ignored, which is, as I've already described, is a bummer for me. So, four. 
Monster of the, the Week, Lagos Who. Uh, and Gwen Post, another potential cool bad guy character. But uh, I do like the idea enough that I gave it a seven because that's what I got to live on a lot of the time being a fan of the show is the idea, the hope of a, of a cool thing happening. I mean, you get disappointed, but they thought about it almost. Yeah. And that's enough. Well, you can just imagine a cool writer's room where everyone's riffing on some cool stuff. And they're like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Better not put it in the show. <laughs> yeah, or just put an idea of it. Just a skeletal frame. Who cares? Exactly. We can at least say that we were the inspiration of a better show later on who, who did that to fruition. And it yes. was great. So. What if we had an evil watcher? Cool. Let's only do it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. That's great. <laughs> Someone will do it better later. And uh, episode specific. Get some, get gone. I had to do it. Three of ten. Yeah. <laughs> that's about right. That's I was that's expecting specific. I was expecting oh. a ten of ten always no. one with the why, specifics. Why would it be tough frame? Yeah, that would have been like a seven or eight of that's, ten. That's for you. That's for you. Oh. Tough frame. Okay. <laughs> so thirty-five, uh, which puts it at six of seven for the season, right yeah. in front of Anne and behind Dead Man's Party. Yep. So. That's that's about right. Yep. This might be one of the lowest of the season. I don't know what else is in store for us. But, but I mean. If we forget that Anne and Dead Men's Party happened, if this is the low point, I mean, I think that's great. It's a solid. It's a solid episode. Yeah, solid season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, do you are you, you ready for what happened? What do, what do you, how do you feel about this episode? I'm putting it at number ninety. Ninety. Okay. Ninety of one thirty-seven. Okay. So it's uh it's low and it's down in the basement, but it's it doesn't not... sound as low as I thought it would be. Yeah, I debated of putting it. At the coveted 100 spot, I've got a 99 oh. for Lie to Me. So I, I put this one above Lie to Me, yeah. looking back. And I kind of regret that because I think Lie to Me is a better episode. Maybe. But see, that's the thing. I right. just kind of forget. So you got to just trust what you're doing in your heart somewhere. <laughs> so, and I and I think in the end, this, this is, you know, now that I'm saying it, I think this is better than Lie to Me. Maybe the the other guy, what's his name? Ford? Billy Ford. Yeah. Billy Ford. Like he would have been a better arc, a much more interesting arc. And that would have made Lie to Me a lot better of a thing. Um, I don't think post would have been nearly as interesting, but the rest of this around it is better. Mainly because the stakes are just higher. Mm. Angel being back and all of our friends. And yeah. I think we're just continuing forward with that. And I, th- I don't think the show is ever going to look back because we know who we're, who we're with now. And it's great. So, All right. 90. So 90. Yeah. Stacia? I ranked this 28 out of 41. Okay. Also, that's like the 90. The 90 of, out of 41. <laughs> It is below Killed by Death yes. and Bad Eggs and above Anne and Dead Man's Party. Yeah. So we all kind oh, of wow. generally felt the same yeah. about it in relation to the first two. Because those are the lowest episodes of the season so mm-hmm. far. So it makes sense that this is like, eh, kind of better than that. It is. It starts off really bad. Yeah. And then it gets really good. It does. Really fast. And we're going to just keep on riding this train to, to Great Town. Is that oh. better than Flavor Town? Can't wait I hate to that get fucking to guy. It's a great town. Great, great town. In Coca-Cola Ville. What's his name? Guy Fieri? Yeah. Oh, that's what he says. Yep. We're going to Flavortown. Going to Flavortown. We are not going to Flavortown. We're going to Great Town. And we're getting there by taking a lover's walk next week. Join us. Spike, baby. November 24th. Uh, Yeah, the return of a certain blonde-haired gentleman. I just said it. It's Spike. Okay. Well, surprise is ruined. (laughs) This has been great. See you next time. Station, say goodbye. How frame. Daniel, say goodbye. Spike is next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
Baby